Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we are joined by Clay Mosey, where we jump into all things website conversion, how to make sure your websites actually convert. Not having one of these old school websites that really doesn't explain much about what you do and has a million different drop downs in the menu. And this episode, we dive deep onto the actions that you can take to increase your conversions on your website. And of course, if we can help you with your conversions, head over to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash online business hub. We've got everything you need there and more. Until then, though, let's jump into the show. Clay, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, I always like to start the podcast off the same way every time, which is if I met you and we were at a party and I was chatting to you and I said, Clay, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? My really quick like five-second answer is I'm a marketing guy who happens to know how to code. <laughs> like that's That's what I say. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. So, so, so break that break that down a little bit more for us. Like knowing how to code, like what what sort of stuff have you been coding, working on, uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I, I actually started out my my uh, my real career, I should say. Uh, I've had like ten lives, but uh, we can get at, get into that if you want. But uh, my my career as a marketing person slash uh, web person, uh, I actually started out as a website designer, web developer. Um, so that's all I did. Uh, when I first started out, and then I, I eventually got into marketing, and then marketing just kind of took over. It took over my web stuff, and so that's that's kind of why I say I'm a marketing person who happens to know how to code because that is actually a good selling point for me, and most people like it because, uh, and you, you probably know, like web, a lot of web developers they they know how to to build something beautiful and and on on the web on the you know get it out there on the internet. Um, like a very beautiful website, but it doesn't perform. It doesn't convert. And so I know how, like, just from having a marketing background, I know what converts. And so that's, that's why that's, that's my perfect, like five second pitch. And so what's, uh, what made you want to dive more into the marketing? Was it because you were finding things and you're like, "Mm, actually like these websites suck and they're not working. Like, how do I make them better? Or like, what was that kind of like uh, kickoff point for you? Yeah, uh, honestly, I didn't have any desire originally to get into marketing. <laughs> uh, I was I was totally happy just doing websites. Uh, websites are just easy. It was just a natural conversation. Like, so I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I, business owners like just naturally want to ask their web developer designer about marketing. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so that's kind of what was happening. Uh, at first, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't do marketing." And then I thought, "Well, so many people are asking me, like, am I leaving money on the table?" And the answer was yes. Uh, and so I was like, uh, "And the next person that asked me about it, I was like, yeah, sure, I can do it, you know." But I didn't, I, I hadn't really done it at that point. But I said, I, "You know, I'll figure it out." And so I was, and, and it was funny because I had no idea what to <laughs> what to charge, and so I just made up some number, <laughs> uh, and I said, "Yeah, I'll do it for this much." Uh, and that's kind of how it happened. It's just the conversations came from my clients, 
that's what they're wanting. And then that's what I decided to start offering. So that's kind of how it, how it happens. Nice. And so that was doing like, cause obviously your, your model now and your business has kind of changed and adjusted over the years, but you were, um, so you were doing it as like a done for you service to start off with. Yeah. Done for you. Um, it became an agency, um, eventually, and I started hiring people and yeah, it's a typical digital marketing agency is what it kind of turned into for sure. And then, and now you're like, you're more so focused on some education side as well. Is that right? You know, um, you know, it's so funny. Uh, if you go to my website, that's kind of what, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, like I have courses on there, but like, quite honestly, I, I sell courses. If I, if I sell one, it's, it's kind of cherry on top. I literally only do two things now. I build websites and then I have like, if somebody wants marketing, I have like an all for one, like done for you package that I sell for a really, really high ticket price. And then I kind of clean my hands of it and I move on to the next guy. It's, it's almost like, uh, you ever seen house of cards, mm. you know, you know, Doug, Doug on the house cards where he's just yeah. kind of the, the fixer guy. Yeah. Kind of goes in and cleans things up. Like that's what I do with marketing. I, I go in, I, I fly out to all my, my client's location. I'm there for a week. Uh, I charge a really high fee. I fix whatever's wrong with their marketing. Uh, and then I'm out. That's it. And is it the high fee just because it's like the the kind of like the the go away price? So you're like, if I'm going to go there, I'm just going to, it's going to be almost like the annoyance tax on top of it, just so I'm going to have to go out there. But also obviously it's going to take a whole week of your, of your life out there as well. Actually, no, it's not. I, I want, I want these. Um, and I'll, I'll just tell you how much I, I charge. I charge 25K US dollars. And because uh, you're in London, yeah? Or no? Australia, Perth. Oh, Australia. I don't know. Why, why did yeah, I keep yeah. London? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that goes to show you, I cannot tell the difference between accents. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's not really a pain in the butt, uh, you know, tax or whatever, I guess you could say it's, it's, I like to do the, I like to have one a month. That's it. I have one a month. I'm there for it's, it's priced that much because it, it does take me a week, but like when I'm there, it, that's literally all I'm doing for an entire week. And it's just a lot of work. But like, I don't want to be an agency. So I, I actually sold that agency that I originally started. Uh, I sold it in 2019. And I said, I don't want to do the agency model again. Like, that's it. And so, because um, that that, become, that has its own problems, I guess you could say, and uh, things I don't want to deal with anymore. But yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where I go with it. And it's going really well. And the really cool thing is the people that... They have the 25k to pay, like it's just drop a drop in the bucket for them. There's no selling really. Yeah, no, I like that. That's that's great. And yeah, it does. And obviously, and I, I speak to clients about this all the time, and they're like, oh, you know, like oh, what if, if I'm going to charge this much, you know, will they see value in it? Will it be worth it and whatnot? But as you say, like, if you're going out and spending a whole week with someone, by by charging that much means that you can do that. If you're charging five grand, it would be pretty hard for you to go there spend five full days and give them your full attention. You're like, oh, I better do some other stuff in the meantime because I'm not really getting like the full amount that I'm worth out here. So I think that that's awesome that you've, that you've done that as well. I mean, and- travel travel's going to cost you cost, cost like between one and $2,000, you know, depending on where they are. So like that by itself is just there, this cost of cost of goods sold right there. Yeah, 100%. And then on the website side of things, like what are the biggest things that you see? Because I know you work with a lot of service providers and things like that as well, which are like a, a huge portion of people that listen to the show. 
What are the biggest things that you see people screw up when it comes to actually having a website that converts well? Like if you were to, if you were to give me like the, the top three kind of hit list, what would that be? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, number one is, uh, I think number one is, is copywriting straight up. Mm. I, 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 it still bothers me. Like it still baffles me and not bothers me. It bothers me, but it baffles me. How many people have no idea what copywriting is? Hmm. It's just so, it's so interesting. And I'm not like, for those of you that are listening, like, I'm not talking about legal copywriting, like, oh, somebody, let me copyright my, my logo or whatever. I'm talking about like people who know how to write words in a way that sells. Like that's, that's the number one thing I think. And it's been around for forever, forever, that skill set. Um, and it'll never go away. That's the number one. Um, and I, the reason I say number one is because it's probably the biggest thing that's missing in probably 95 plus percent of websites, in my opinion. Um, number two is not having good visuals. Uh, so that could be photography, like high quality professional photography slash good graphic design elements. That's number two. Number three is they're not taking advantage of every opportunity for conversion. And so what I mean by that is there's so many places on a website where you can try to capture people's information, whether it's an email or a phone number these days. And people are doing, they're they're using maybe one spot or two spots on a website. And that's just not enough. You know, there's at least a dozen places where people need to have some sort of opt-in form or or something like that, asking for something to, to capture information. There's at least a dozen places on a website that people need to take advantage of. And they usually only have one or two, if that. So that's the, that's the top three, in my opinion. And being that you were kind of like, you fell into marketing, you didn't really want to do it to start off with, from a copywriting perspective, like what were some of your early influences from that side of things? Like, was there anyone or anything that could, that kind of stood out to you as, like a bit of a inspiration when it came to copy and things like that. Yeah, so there's a couple guys. Um, one of them I don't remember his name, but his book is like a. When I say book, I mean it, you can read the thing in 30 minutes. It's like a. It's more of a pamphlet, I would say. Uh, it's called uh, writing in a way that sells or something like that. <laughs> I could I could do a quick uh, after the show. I could do I'll do a quick like search for it. Um, so you can have it if you want. But the other one, probably the biggest one is, and it's very popular, is is Building a Story Brand um, by Donald Miller. Donald Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so good. I, I actually didn't read that one until about a year ago. Um, and I was like, man, I wish I had read this like five years ago. I don't know when the book came out, but <laughs> I wish there was something like that, that, that it came out like five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, no, this was definitely a, a great book from that perspective. That was, um, I remember when I read that, I was like, yeah, this is, this guy's on Twitter. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And being that you're also a coder, so you've got a bit of that technical background, what, like, are there any technical things that you see, like, whether it be like page load speed, things like that, that you see also a lot of people's kind of websites? Because I always see it's, there's probably like three types of websites people have, which is like, one they throw out themselves and something like Wix or a ClickFunnels or a landing page builder. Then there's one that they paid someone on Fiverr like $500 to do. And then there's one that's actually been like professionally like designed by a, a website developer. Um, and again, maybe not copywritten, but at least they've had someone develop it. For probably like the, the, the uh, former and the earlier couple of websites, 
what are the big things that you know people might not even be knowing, which could be costing them like customers and traffic and things like that? Yeah. Um, well, first I want to say like I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Squarespace or Wix. I, just because you bring it up, I want to say this. You know, people give them a lot of, a lot of crap because <laughs> it's it's a do it yourself, drag and drop thing. Uh, but I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of those, um, and and I'm only a big fan of those websites for people who are just starting out who are on a budget. Like that's perfect. It's a perfect platform for those that are on a budget. But like if you got cash flow and you got the money, like hiring a professional is the way to go. And so, but but to to answer your question, I I work strictly with WordPress. So I'll I'll talk about this from a WordPress perspective. Page speed, 100% is a, a key issue. I, I don't know about you, but like when something that takes about a ha- literally a half second slower than I'm expecting, I'm super pissed. You know what I mean? Like I, it could be anything. It could be, it could be page speed, but it could also be, uh, it, it happened to, to me today. You know, like uh, the streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime, like I don't know what it is, but Amazon Prime is super slow as far as their user interface. Mm. And when I hit the button, it like takes two, three seconds for anything to actually happen. Like hit the button on my remote. And I'm like super pissed. Like I, I should not get pissed about that. It's only two <laughs> seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like the you go home and so, huh? so you imagine you imagine back when we had dial-up internet and things like that, and oh you'd like literally start load a page, you like go go to the bathroom, come back, wait to see if the web page is loaded. But now oh. it's true, yeah. You get so frustrated if it's just a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, literally, if it's like half a second slower, I'm like, what is going on? I'm done. I'm exiting out. Let me hit the back button. I'm gonna f- try to find somebody else's website. You know, I, I do remember dial-up. I, I am old enough for that. Um, I grew up with dial up and I remember it's a funny story because I remember like downloading music albums and I would <laughs> I would queue it up the night before the night <laughs> before to download yeah. like 12 songs and it, like I would just let it run all night. <laughs> like That's how long it took. <laughs> it's all about, you know, it's all about that's like crazy. it's all relative. Right. It's like that was super mm. fast back then. But mm. nowadays, like page speed is is so key. Also, uh, one other thing that this just annoys me as a as a user, I need to be able to find what I'm looking for very, very easily. In my opinion, it shouldn't take any more than three clicks. Yeah. If I got if I got to click more than three clicks, uh, that's it's too it's too far down the rabbit hole. I'm I don't have enough patience for that. So that that's my thing. I don't know if that's a technical thing technically, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the, I would say those are the two, my two top things. And what do you see? Uh, like, what are things that should be easy to find? As you say, that core information, because I know some people, and again, there's like almost like two, two camps where it's like, yeah, or three again, like you've got someone who's got a pretty well laid out when they've got their like navigation, but then you've got someone who really has like nothing there, or you have someone that has everything you click and it's like 75 different drop downs. Like, is there kind of like a happy medium in that space where it's like, cool, these are the core things people are looking for to make them easy. And then the rest of it's like, if they need to go like, you know, if they're deeper down looking to find about what was your first dog's name when you were at, when you were a kid or something like that, as a, a founder of a company, mm-hmm. they can, they can go through the, uh, the, the archives for that. But like, what, what are the sort mm-hmm. of the key things to have? Um, so you mentioned men- the navigation menu. A uh, big, big mistake is a large like navigation menu, like lots of drop downs. I don't know why what it is. It's it's super popular among uh, service providers, like doctors, dentists, chiropractors, like that kind of profession. 
uh, they love drop down menus. And I don't know if it's because like their SEO person has them doing this or whatever, but it's like, it's total crap where let's just say, for example, a chiropractor, they'll have a, a, a the main navigation link will say, uh, it'll say like uh, symptoms, right? Or conditions. And then if you hover over it, there'll be a list of literally 20 different conditions, you know, back pain, neck pain, uh, anxiety, headaches, migraines, like the list goes on. And then there's a, a completely separate page for each one of them, which is fine. <laughs> but what bothers me about this is if you click on it, there'll be literally like two sentences for each one. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I think these this is coming from like an SEO person, someone who's not that good at SEO, who's telling them, hey, you need to have all these like a really long drop down menu. So the problem with that is, is that if it's confusing or overwhelming to a user, they're done. Like, forget about it. If there's any kind of confusion to to a potential buyer, and this is honestly, this is any, this is any situation where somebody's potentially buying a product or service. If they're if they're confused or overwhelmed about something, they're not going to buy at all. Um, so long drop down menus cre- creates that confusion and overwhelm. They don't know where to go. And then uh, within like I would say five seconds or less. If I go to someone's homepage, I need to be able to know what they do instantly. Like, are they a chiropractor? Or like, so just sticking on this chiropractor example, I, I don't know how many different chiropractor websites I've done. Too many, <laughs> but uh, right on the homepage, they'll this profession loves to do this. Um, they'll say something like "living your best life" or "living a a holy a holistic healthy life." Like that's the kind of phrase that they use. I have no idea what that means. You know what I mean? If I wasn't looking for a chiropractor, I would have no freaking clue what that means. Does that mean chiropractic? Does it mean nutrition? Does it mean exercise? I I don't know. So it needs to be very, very specific, very, very literal about what they actually do in the first five seconds. And then kind of the last thing I'll say is um, about that is... uh, if I'm scanning any kind of page, and when I say scan, like if I scroll from top to bottom for 10 seconds or less, I, it needs to be very, very readable. So like the use of bold headlines, bulleted bullet, uh, lots of bullets instead of like long narrative paragraphs, things like that. Things that are like super easy to skim. That makes something very, very easy to read, easy to read. How much of that do you think is now because of how much traffic comes from like mobile devices versus desktop where you could soak everything in versus now people just, you know, like flittering around on their phones? I, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's necessarily the the type of the device that they're on. It could be. I think it's more so of the fact that we as technology has evolved and us human, us as human beings are getting hit with so many different marketing messages. Um, I think it's more of that. Uh, and the fact that we now have less attention span, everything in this world is like quick, 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 like everything's fast paced. And I think it's more of that. I think a website needs to have deeper content for sure. But I think the the kind of front pages and what I mean by front pages, like the homepage or like sales pages, they need to be scannable. And then someone can click on a link to if they want to read more about it. But the kind of the quote unquote front door of a website 
um, or any of the doors just need to be scannable. And then they can they can go down the, the rabbit hole from there if they want to. But you just kind of have to assume everybody who's going to your website is kind of a first time viewer. Yeah, I think that's that's so important, as you say, because a lot of people like uh, they don't take that into consideration that it's someone completely cold, like they might just be clicking off of Google coming there. And, um, you know, or they, they especially I think sometimes, you know, guys in the chiropractical spaces like that, where they're like, oh, you know, people just come back all the time to my website. And they, yep. they don't take that into consideration. So yeah, that's that's huge, hugely powerful for sure. Now, mm-hmm. um, Clay, as we get towards the end of our time here together, I always like to ask the same question to every guest, which is, is there a question which I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> is there a question that 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 I wish you had asked me that that you haven't? I guess I, <laughs> I would say, oh, okay, here's a good one. Uh, So this is just from a marketing thing, a marketing perspective. I'd say the question is, (laughs) what's the what's the best marketing strategy? Right, that's a super broad uh, question, Um, and I'm going to answer it like this because I don't think people do this. The way people need to think about marketing is they need to think about it like a car. Um, This is the best analogy I can think of. The problem that most people do is just like, imagine you have a garage uh, full of car parts, right? Just spread out all over the floor. They're all good parts. Um, You got an engine over here. You got wheels and tires over here. You have a dashboard and computer over there, right? Like they're all good parts. People treat their marketing like this situation. So they'll try SEO. Oh, that didn't work. So they'll put it back down. Oh, let's try Facebook ads. Oh, that didn't work. So they'll put it back down. And then they'll go try something else and put it back down. The reality is, is that you, all of these things need to communicate together as one kind of one machine. And so you have to basically build the car, so to speak. You have to put all these, th- these things together. So you got to have a website. But not only do you have to have a website, you have to have the right landing pages and sales pages, funnels, whatever you want to call it. Um, you got to have the right, take advantage of all the opportunities to capture information. But like the fact is, is that, okay, now how do people actually find it? Well, you got to have SEO, maybe Google AdWords, Facebook ads, all working kind of simultaneously. But then like what happens whenever you capture their, their, their information on the website? What happens at that point? Well, that's where email marketing, text messaging comes into place. And then like what happens and they become a client? A lot of people will do no marketing at that point. No, like that, that's a big mistake. Retention marketing actually needs to happen at that point. Um, that's going to be things like gifting or it could, it, a lot of it's email marketing and text mar- text messaging. But my point is, is that all of these things need to be kind of put together like a car and to be able to drive the car out of the garage and how it's fueled is with ad campaigns. And so that's how you amplify it. And and you can do it organically, but to me, that's like putting the car in neutral and pushing the car yourself. You could do that. You would still move, but you would move very slowly. But that's where like adding fuel to the car, aka advertising budget, comes into place. And so, but then let's say you get the car built and it's going. That's where you got to do things. You got to do maintenance, right? You always got to get oil changes. You got to get your tires rotated and changed out. Same thing with with marketing. You got to always be monitoring your campaigns, right? You got to monitor open and click rates. You got to monitor how SEO is going, things like that. And so you just got to like 
switch things in and out as they're working or not working. So that's kind of like to the question that you didn't ask. That's a question I get a lot is like, okay, what's the best marketing strategy? Well, the fact is you just got to have it all kind of put together and not everybody's going to have the the same strategies. Everybody drives different different kinds of cars and some some will be Lamborghini, some will be Honda Civics, you know what I mean? And so that that's kind of the best analogy I have when it comes to marketing. No, I, I love that. It's so important because it does need to all work together, as you say, and so many people look at it as all siloed individual bits and they don't bring it together. So I love the fact that yeah. that, uh, that analogy works so well. And if you so, want, can I say one bit? Um, yeah, yeah. So how this relates to marketing agencies, uh, marketing agencies will literally only know how to operate three or four or five of those car parts. And that's the problem. That's a problem. And so when there's 80 different car parts, they got to be put together. So if they're working with an agency, they got to think about it like that is, okay, the agency is going to be literally doing three things, but you got to figure out how to do the other 77 things, right? 100%. Yeah, spot on. And now, uh, Clay, if people have been listening to this episode and they're going, like, I like what this guy's talking about. I want to find out more about what he's up to. Where's the best place for people to, to connect with you online? Um, I actually have a, I have a Facebook group that's free where I, I share all kinds of stuff, all stuff with marketing and conversion strategies and things like that. And I also do some like really cool things where I incentivize people. I just did one. I said, I said, pretend you sell websites, give me your best sales pitch. And I was like, I'll give a hundred dollars to the person who does, who I think is the best. So I do kind of fun stuff like that. So it, it's uh, go to get slash group. So it's G E T D R I P I F Y dot com slash group um, and they can uh, follow the steps from there beautiful easy so guys wherever you're listening to this watching this check the notes above or below and we'll have all the links to clay and what he's doing there and clay thank you so much for joining us really appreciate you making the time yeah thanks for having me it's been great cheers